0: Hey guys, welcome to the show, you're on Hanging Out Sunset and this week we don't have one episode, we got two episodes just for you. Uh, we were fortunate enough to you know, interview Sam Pereira from House Party and we released this episode earlier this week talking about his fight against homelessness through music. But now we're going to also talk about a new band called Slaves to Humanity. They're not so new, but they're young. They're still in high school, most of them. And they are very interesting because I think they are the forefront of a new scene. And tonight we get to witness that because they're playing at the Peppermint along with Sane Electric that we know well on Hanging Down Sunset because we interviewed them last year and we've been following them ever since. And to see those two bands perform together tonight is going to be special. And even more special is I'm going to be on stage too, with Yard of Blondes because I was lucky enough that Brianna reached out and asked if Yard of Blondes would play with them. There's also Velvet Starling playing tonight, so I'm very excited. And actually, it's very funny because in the last weeks, different people came to me and they talked to me about uh, Slaves to Humanity. So I was already intrigued and I was like, okay, cool. There's a new band, you know, around the, the OC and they're making a, a name for themselves. The word of mouth is working. The fact that I was hearing their name a few times, I was like, okay, what's happening with those guys? You know, I'm excited because those bands They are very young and they have a lot of enthusiasm and energy and they are, you know, reviving a little bit of the old strip. And that's what we've been waiting for with Fernanda on this podcast from the beginning. We're like, okay, L.A., what's up with you? Where are the glorious days, you know? And uh, we've been rambling about the strip and how it is not what it used to be. But now I think we're at the beginning of something new. So if I were you, I would come tonight because I think uh, this can be an important night. Not in my life, but in uh, their own story, I guess. And that might be the start of something. Who knows? All right, enough of me babbling. Now let's move on to the show. We've been uh, lucky to talk with Aiden and he's very smart. He has a clear vision of what his band is and should be. So it's been nice to talk to him and I hope you enjoy it.
1: It's been a while. Hi Hayden. Hi. We How's got up, Hayden
0: guys? from Slave to Humanity <laughs> with us today.
1: Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having
2: me. I'm yeah, excited. I'm excited. We yes. are happy
1: to have you. And we're gonna start with our favorite question. Oh fuck. <laughs> so, what have you done? What did you do to save rock and roll? Um, so far,
2: <laughs>
3: that's, that's a that's a, that's a tough question. Um. <laughs> No, so so far, what 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 I think us as a band have tried to be do, tried to do, and and something that uh, you and I were talking about before before we started recording is we've tried very very hard to build a community. You can't have a movement without a community, and you can't have stardom without a movement. I mean, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm.
2: There's nowhere to go.
3: It's you can't have a scene. You can't. So what's what I mean in history. Every single major music scene started with a movement. Started with, with with like a group of artists saying, Hey, let's fucking do this. Like we're we're Together. friends. We're friends. We're we know each other. We play music that we all seem to like. We like each other's
1: music. Yeah, no, we talk I I mean, I know I don't wanna be repetitive, but we talk about it a lot because yeah. even if you go back and when you see pictures of like Mick Jagger, Bowie, yeah. Lou Reed, like they were all, hanging, all, out. Yeah, all hanging out. together. Yeah, they were. It wasn't like like like. And
0: working with each other. It, yeah,
1: yeah, and even more, not just working. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but my point is, um, there's no competition, and that, that's exactly. what I, that's what I hate about but, LA. I there's many things that I love. Don't get me wrong about LA, but it's always about competition. Exactly. And I don't like that.
3: Exactly, and it's not it's not worth. Because look, if there's if there's always going to be a competition, then nobody's going anywhere. If if rock and roll decide wants to succeed, then how you do
0: that is by building a community. Mm, especially now that rock and roll is not mainstream anymore. Exactly. So exactly. you need <laughs> any help. Any help will, yeah. will be will be. Any run.
1: our opinion. Why do you do you agree with that? Do you think rock and roll is not mainstream? I I agree. I agree
3: one hundred percent. Rock and roll is not mainstream. It's coming. It's coming to this. It's coming to this weird spot where we have pop artists like Machine Gun Kelly and Post Malone mm-hmm. releasing
0: rock songs.
3: Is with Post rock Malone
1: artists. even rock?
0: He's he's a huge fan of rock. <laughs> Remember did, when he did the Nirvana? Yeah, attribute. he did the Nirvana thing. That's all, that's
1: all I know about him. I, I'm not, I'm, I've never, like, I don't want to talk shit, but I'm saying I never listened to his music.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Post Malone was... was um, one of the guys that, that said okay well if this isn't gonna work for me then i'm gonna do something that does work and which is kind of lame i'm sorry I, I mean i i support it 100 because <laughs> i i and the only reason In, why interesting yeah go ahead the only reason why is because now that it worked for him look at him he's doing the nirvana covers mm-hmm. and since well, quarantine but, and covet nirvana's i intrusive
1: pose but i feel like rock and roll is about authenticity and staying through to yourself so artists now most of them are worried about if people are gonna like it or not exactly if it's gonna sell that's why every single fucking song on the radio sounds the same exactly
3: and like I, I agree with that so, too so so <laughs> like
1: yeah you, okay so I'm gonna play what everyone's gonna like then oh I'm gonna do a Nirvana cover because it's cool you know yeah
3: see for me for me it's always about it's it's always about like yes there is, there's a there's a, a thing to be said about originality originality is something that not I don't think an, any band that I've ever met has been able to truly, truly, truly do on their own, right? Originality, especially nowadays, that we have only this old view of how rock was because there's no new rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, the a, a lot of newer rock bands are, are playing. I mean, and
1: even I've, I'm sorry, this like emo thing, whatever, like oh, um, Avril Lavigne and Machine Callie are doing, it's, it's so not old. rock. It's, I, it's just sad that kids... Think that Machine Gun Kelly is rock and roll? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I
3: agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I think Machine Gun Kelly also falls under that same category that Post Malone does, mm-hmm. where he wants to be a rock artist, but it's it. He's, he's he put himself. But he's
1: afraid to do something new. He's like stuck. he's he's stuck. Yeah. He's stuck in the early 2000s, I guess. And I feel like this emo wave or whatever that it's is not working for him. I mean, for anyone, I feel like people people are excited about it. Are excited about the festival that's gonna be in, in Vegas or whatever with all the emo bands. And we should talk about that I later know, because that's when a, we
0: were young, right? Yeah, when you were young,
1: <laughs> it's nostalgic for a lot of people. I get it. I myself had my yeah. really, like tiny whatever emo, emo face. Yeah, face. Mm-hmm. everybody Especially because I'm, you know, like I was there when everything happened. Um, but like, it's I'm already tired of it. Like, yeah, seriously. I
3: mean, I mean, and I think that's. I think that's what's killing rock and roll. I don't think that the issue is is selling out. I think the issue is when they come back, like, again, Post Malone or Machine Gun Kelly, because they, they said, okay, I'm going to do this, make it work, and then I'm going to come back to rock. But when they come back, they don't play the right rock. I mean, I, I but think I, I this issue is like, not, like, yeah. What do you
1: mean, like, I come back to rock? Like, you either play rock and roll or not.
3: Exactly, exactly. And, and what happens is they they, they establish a sound and their own way of thinking and, and their own way of writing. And then all of a sudden their rock roots are gone. And it's like, it's it brings... But I it think through. it was
0: always like that. Yeah, if, yeah. If I we're mean, talking about the 90s rock, the, all the bands we love, like Nirvana, Soundgarden and everything. But at the same time, we had John Bon Jovi, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And John Bon Jovi is a uh, FM version. But
1: also, but let's put it like that. I know what you're talking about He was not part of the grunge scene For example mm-hmm. But if you listen Any song from and Bon Jovi You know it's John Bon Jovi mm-hmm. That's, that's what's missing yeah. Like you, and that's, that's what makes Like an artist To be authentic mm-hmm. And when they are Taking risks but you mean you, it's like The ben You don't journey. have to be Part of a whole movement Like you don't need To fit in the grunge Like but you created so You brought something New to the table
3: Exactly And I think that's something That people are struggling with It's originality mm-hmm. It's It's being their own music, like uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of of Nope. No. Uh, he's a he's a new artist coming up. Uh, actually, he he I wouldn't say he bridges the gap of like modern music and rock, but he's kind of the closest thing we can get to it. And I mean, his music isn't the best music in the world, but it shows that rock can survive in this modern era if we change. It. Because, I mean the the issue is is we can't we'll never we're never gonna go back to the times where a band like Soundgarden can come up. I mean why not? No, well it's because it's Soundgarden happened, you know? It mm-hmm. happened and and people are moving. But and that's it,
1: probably why that's we talk a lot about that as well. Yeah. Most of the bands on the strip, they leave off nostalgia.
3: Exactly. Exactly. They yeah. wanna be Even like bands off the strip, like Greta. Greta. I oh, mean, yeah. look what happened. They they lived they, they made their entire career off of the nostalgic sound. And, where, and what happened? What happened? <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work for bands. It's
1: definitely not working. And, and, and it
0: works for them financially, I guess. It works
1: for them financially.
3: <laughs> and honestly, again... Like
0: for Post Malone, for MGK, it, for Youngblood, exactly. all these artists. Exactly. It works commercially. At,
3: at, one point, at one point, it gets to a point for artists where they're like, no, fuck this, if my music isn't working, I'm going to make a million dollars doing this because I spent my life working on music. And, that's why that's, that's
1: why music sucks ex-
3: i i agree i agree 100 and so it's,
0: wh- what's your what's your plan of attack <laughs> my,
3: my plan of attack is look i right now bands and originality are our struggle because we have nothing to go off of besides the modern crap that we listen to i mean the modern the modern music that isn't amazing mm-hmm. and the old sound that Everybody loves and it's nostalgic, but all we can do is we play what we love and all of a sudden it becomes, oh, you're a bum rock band that plays nostalgic grunge mm-hmm. or, oh, you're, you're a, a Guns N' Roses knockoff or, oh, this and that. And it, it doesn't work like that. And so how I think modern rock should move forward is less, oh, let's, let's write a song that sounds like Soundgarden. Let's be a band that sounds like Soundgarden and more, okay, I love Soundgarden. Because I mean, me personally, I love Soundgarden We do, we We all do, do. we can agree on that Yeah, and I mean, (laughs) and like I also love like, like the Killers I love the Killers, they're really good Right, and, and so Why not just go, hey You know what, Uh, Guns N' Roses too. Like, big big fan of Guns N' Roses, why not just go Hey, you know what, merge the three Figure out a way to put it together And send that out And sure,
1: it's got that. Well, but that's what I said all the time. There's nothing wrong in getting inspired by like your influences or what you grew up listening to, what you're passionate for. Yeah, that's it's not. I feel like it works like that for every single artist. Exactly. Like you, there's no way that you're gonna like create music and not like pull from from uh, your exactly. But also, you still have to put the risk and like and your and like your like like I said, bring something to the table. Yeah. And how 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 I think
3: bands forget nowadays is they forget that we've moved on from that era. Mm -hmm. We've moved on from the sound garden and, and it's like, it's like we've happened and it's amazing music that we all still listen to because we love it. And, it's amazing, and we grew yeah. up with it, right? And if you
0: get the choice, you're not gonna listen to a ripoff. Exactly. Of you're gonna go at to the their original. At the
1: same time, I feel like their bands—they're getting intimidated by since they—they—they're like, oh, there's no good rock anymore. Like, there's never gonna be yeah. another Soundgarden. There's never gonna be another Guns N' Roses. Well, and also, that it kind of like yeah. blocks a lot of like doesn't allow yourself to yeah. be as creative.
3: And I mean, how how we think about it is. There's never going to be another Soundgarden or another Guns N' Roses. But why do we need to be another Soundgarden or yeah. another Guns N' Roses? you don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You can, like, for example, again, Greta Van Fleet, they started, they kicked off with their first song, uh, Highway Tune, that was like one of their first singles or something like that. And as soon as you hear Josh's voice, you're like, Led Zeppelin. Mm, yeah, of Done. course. Done. Like, and, but there uh, is more
1: like a ripoff now, <laughs> almost. <laughs>
3: Since, mm-hmm. there's no, since there's no
1: since no camera, uh, right. uh, we have no boundaries here apparently. Uh, we just say you know, uh, what we think.
3: No, no, I mean like like look like Greta. They they do some good music. They do some very good music, and I I. I agree that like their first their first album really sounded like Led Zeppelin.
1: There 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 are a few but, really good songs, and then I give props. To, sorry, didn't mean to yeah, interrupt too. No I give props to them. Like they they have like they, they, they go on big tours. They you know their shows are always like fully packed, sold out. So somehow they they target and they found their audience.
3: Yeah, and I I think that I think they did great with what they're doing. What. I think what kind of slowed them down is they, they took the criticism and, and, and the backlash, and they said, okay, guys, I'm going to change it. We'll change it. And then they released a second album, and they changed it, and
0: it wasn't. wasn't or maybe it was just a strategy. Okay, we're going to be a ripoff of Led Zeppelin, make a, a name for ourselves, and then yeah. we can do whatever we want. It could have. It could have been. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> maybe, I, I, I wouldn't,
3: I wouldn't doubt, with, doubt that for a second, <laughs> but I, I, what happened... What? Actually, happened was they changed the sound mm-hmm. regardless as to the reason they changed the which sound, which is
0: always a good thing when you're challenging yourself into yeah. new territories.
3: But one thing that, that, when you're starting, you can't like when you release an album that sounds like a, a certain sound, whether it's your sound or it's someone else's sound, the next album needs to have some sort of bridge. It needs to be like why? the third album, <laughs> just because, just because then it's, it's like continuity. you say that, but yeah, that's I mean, you're not wrong, you're not wrong, why, right? Why
0: not? I know artists were yeah. both fans of the yeah. Australian band Silverchair. Silverchair—they changed every album sounds yeah. different. Well, it didn't work for them commercially because they've, they've been like but exactly. less and less. But, but you know what, but Artistically, but,
1: art- but they're all amazing. Yeah, and, yes. and I feel like they always say truth. What they that type of music or whatever yeah. music they wanted to make, they was like, oh, what, if, what if?
0: Yeah. Make- for example, when they did. The uh, diorama, the diorama
1: is fucking great.
0: And they signed with Atlantic Records, and they're like, "Oh, what's what's this piece of yeah, shit? This is, is a fucking new, new Make thing. it, make a hit, make yeah. it a rock banger." Are that's
3: fucking. That kidding, I think man? that that's I think so is good. that I think is one one thing that 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 uh, that's I think that's the, the biggest issue is you we can't always like commercialize that kind of thing because. Mm-hmm. If you want to be like this, like this mega, mega superstar, you have to do some sort of, there has to be some sort of, that's what I was saying. Like they should have put a bridge album and then change the sound. Cause then, cause then they commercialize it and they make it a gradual thing and people start thinking, Oh. Like with the Bridge album, oh, that's cool, that's but new. You, if
0: you start thinking too much about your music in, in a strategic way, you probably lose a little bit. You
3: lose a lot of originality and you lose a lot of what makes your music you. And that's that's, one ish, that's the biggest issue that we've been having with the industry. And, and
0: sometimes, I'm thinking about Linkin Park now. It's a manufactured band, and we know that, we all know the story. But yeah. at the same time, you get that voice. Chester's voice, and who's very authentic, and he speaks to a million people, so it's exactly. a it's a good balance, I guess, that was, of industry that was
3: and saved. artistry. Like, yeah, because Lincoln Park is a great example of a band that just went album to album was a different genre, and what saved Lincoln Park was Chester's voice. I think that's that was like because the first album, Hybrid Theory, was like fucking like hard. It was it was like this perfect like. New metal mesh with hard rock and and it was like this 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 beautiful like love letter to these these this new genre of music that that Lincoln Park was was helping pioneer you know alongside like Corn and Limp Biscuit and Orgy and a, a bunch of those those older bands those older new metal bands Lincoln Park just went you know what. Let's fucking do that, but let's do it our way. And then they released Hybrid Theory mm-hmm. um, after after Chester was asked to be in the band. They're like, okay, well, Chester's voice is fucking amazing. He was in Grey Days, and Grey Days Grey Days didn't do as well, you know. Um, and so he gave up on Grey Days, and Chester became an accountant. <laughs> and the dude, the dude was like, he was done. He didn't want to do music. He was pissed. He was pissed off. I and guess. that's where that beautiful angst and voice comes from and that never that never changes i mean you can hear any music like you the songs sound exceptionally different even from album to album i mean you can listen to but to,
1: you to, but they're still Linkin, but park. They're Linkin
3: park because chester
0: and mike Maybe. i guess and mike
3: and mike mike was a beautiful lyricist he is amazing i mean both
1: of them both i love their them. lyrics oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah they're both phenomenal
0: it, he made Mike made the band in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess Chester gave it life.
1: Yeah, that's right?
0: and,
3: and like that's one thing that, that never changed about Lincoln Park is Mike was such a great musician. And he was such a great like composer of what he was doing, and Chester was just this like fuck yeah. you. Mike voice had the was, vision, like, I guess, a, and Chester had the power, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like that's why that's why Lincoln Park. They it, just worked really well together. They honestly, so well together. and they
1: brought something new because there were that were that was like no band like
3: yeah, like there the was part. no band like like Lincoln Park, and there was nobody like Chester. I mean, we we um we have the privilege of working with Ryan Shuck and Amir De Rock. They're from they're the guitar players from Orgy. Um, and they were in a band with Chester called Dead by Sunrise, and um, they had grown very close with Chester, uh, very, 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 very close. And uh, I also had the privilege of working with Jamie Bennington, Chester's son, on a on a. a oh song. really? Yeah, we we wrote, we worked on a song called "I'm Alive," and him, me, and Charlie Colleen, the bass player for Train. Um, we wrote this beautiful ballad and it, it, we have it and uh, we're, we're like kind of sitting on it right now. Because wow. It's, it's is it
0: for a, a Slave to Humanity or is it another it's, it's project? For,
3: it's for the band. We play it live um, uh, when we have longer sets. And it's this beautiful song that, that um, Jamie, Jamie, Charlie and I just kind of it, it clicked and it worked and, and we, we, were, we went on it. But one thing that I took away from the experience was, was how impactful Chester was to all of these people. Uh, um, Ryan and Amir, his best friends in the world, you know, they will never, ever, ever forget mm. what how, what how Chester made them feel. I think that was also a big thing about Lincoln Park was, Chester was this 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 beautiful human being, who just had a lot of pain. He
0: was v- vulnerable. He I guess that's very, what transcribes in the exactly. music and makes it real somehow. Exactly, and
3: right? that's that. It's because Chester never. I mean, yeah, in one one more light their al- their last album, it was very poppy and everybody was like, "What the fuck? Like this, but Chester never sold out what he was." I mean, the music changed, but that that was one thing that
0: but still being true to himself.
3: Exactly. And Chester never sold out to himself. Mm. I mean, he was always 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 trying to be this genuine, beautiful human being. And when you meet people who knew him, he, it it rubs off. Like you see it. You see exactly what Chester showed them, mm-hmm. especially when they talk about Chester. It's it's the most heartbreaking thing because Chester was so impactful in all of these people's lives. It wasn't just like he's my best friend and i and he passed away and I'm like it was like, Chester was the glue. Yeah,
1: yeah. actually, um, we got to meet the A and R Jeff Blue that he developed. If, yeah. if he discovered and developed Lincoln Park. Yeah, and uh, we read his book and everything. So one thing that got my attention, and when he mentions that what he saw different in Chester mostly was because the way that he expressed his anger, yeah. without cursing, yeah, and his lyrics were like more, way more powerful. Yeah. If there was like a bunch of curse words there,
3: it would have. It would have. I think it wouldn't have been Lincoln Park if Chester went out and said, "Fuck you," like <laughs> uh, it wouldn't have been Lincoln yeah. Park. It, it just like because like Chester had a way with expressing his emotion in his vocals i mean if you listen to like everything about uh, if you ever listen to like a solo track of just his voice chester he he, he has this like uh my uh, ryan ryan I, um told me about it and when i was listening to a lot of his music I, I noticed it very very like very often actually he had a second voice he when he was singing his like high notes he had some he had his voice here which was doing like i've become and there was this like very faint like like
0: octave almost just like kurt cobain oh my
3: god this, yeah this. and it but it was natural and it was one man one voice two notes
2: mm-hmm. and it's
1: it's this weird mesh of like how the fuck does somebody do that it's this is almost becoming a lady part episode <laughs> oh yeah <that's> <laughs>
0: Twenty minutes in and we haven't even talked okay. about okay. your band. I was
1: like, I, was no, like but, but, I know I can I can be talking. I mean, I trust me. I was 11 when Hybrid Theory came out and I loved it so much. It's, uh, one, my, could, it's one of my top five wow. albums. But I could be talking about. Like, I could be talking about just Linkin So Chester, like, so, for days. so let's move on to yeah. Linkin Park. But to connect
0: it to what we're saying right now, I. I I said that to Fernanda yesterday I was listening to your music I said there's a quality of melody in Slaves to Humanity that reminds me of Chester's
3: thank you thank you yeah and And that's
0: that's a compliment right thank you so much (laughs) that's a very big compliment
3: I mean that's that's something that I that I I learned from 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 Ryan and Ramir because like again he was so impactful on their lives like he was just and it it engulfs everybody Mm -hmm. you know
0: so tell us about how did you start the band I know that at the beginning you were the only member (laughs) And yeah. you kind of hired, or, or not maybe hired, but just got different musicians to play with you because yeah. you book some shows, right?
3: Yeah, so how, how it had started was I, I had had a band, I had like Slaves to Humanity was a band before. I had been going to school rock when I was little and I, I met a bunch of musicians and I was like, hey, let's play and um you we were together for about a year maybe longer i don't are remember. you born
1: and raised in la uh
3: born and raised in or- orange county yeah okay. well actually born corona moved around a bunch and then to orange county but i, I my 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 music years were orange county mm-hmm. um uh for a long time i was in orange County. Uh, Ir- irvine and 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 uh, costa mesa i think um but yeah like orange county all the way we i loved it like i, I had a good I, my i was not one of those kids that like grew up with hardships because my parents did and they didn't want that for me so they're like if this kid like if we i want my kids to be able to do what they want instead of have to work the rest of their lives and and that's one thing that i I always love and respect my parents for is that that's what they gave me that's what they gave me and my two brothers is they gave us our, our 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 own way to be able to get out of this like cycle of debt and repay and, mm-hmm. and
0: so what you mean what you're saying is that they, you wanted to play music and they supported it and they supported it yeah
3: one hundred percent not not were just, they musical my my dad actually I, I was telling you he's from Brussels oh yeah uh, um, on peut
0: parler français <laughs> un petit peu it's yes in Belgium they in speak Belgium. French oh yeah. some part of oh, Belgium yeah. Oh,
1: interesting
0: yeah yeah um
3: so Do you my, speak
1: French French as well? I, I speak very like very little. I,
3: I I used to speak a little more but I I I, I never really practiced all that much uh, I've just been getting into the habit of practicing a little more recently so uh, I because I, I, I love I love the language I love the language and um, no
0: he's good he's uh <laughs> yeah we, we you approve to, yeah and we <laughs> talked uh, a little bit of French before and uh, he's good. nice he's thank good. you he's yeah. fluent
1: I'm, I'm trying to learn but i'm behind i haven't i i need to catch up on my
0: life yeah lessons. what's happening with your duolingo uh
1: duolingo yeah i haven't i
3: have to get back to I'm it i'm trying I to have. teach her too but uh, uh <laughs> she, no, she doesn't she's not as interested
2: uh, come on i know right
3: uh, but uh so my my dad was born in belgium and growing up he was growing up with guns and roses and uh he, a lot of the American bands didn't really make it out there. Uh, like a lot, a lot of the ones that we know still like this, like, like the best Limp Biscuit when he was there, like uh, when, when they, when those, some of those kinds of bands kind of came out, he didn't really like, didn't make it out there until he came to the States. All right. Um, but he came to the States in his early twenties. Okay. Uh, because he wanted to pursue music. Oh, he was in a, he was in a band in Belgium, um, and What's the name of the band? I, I, don't <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even think he remembers if I ask him. But uh, he uh, he was in a band. In les Belgium. croissants. Le croissant. <laughs> no, c'est les frites. C'est c'est le, oh yeah, it's a Belgian. Le frites. Le frites. French but, fries. <laughs> uh, um, but um, yeah, so he was in a band, and he said like, "Fuck this! Like, I'm going to eat America. I'm going to be a real musician. I'm going to like, I'm going to be famous." And so he flew out to he was him and his brothers flew out to to the US uh, i think at different times but uh around the same year i believe um, they they went to US and um, they uh, um, he he started like looking for bands and all he could find were like these like bon jovi kind of like uh soundalikes or like these these softer rock bands that he just didn't like he didn't he he wasn't for it uh, this was like 97 i mm-hmm. think or 96 97 So this was post, like this is right as we're moving into this, the new, the new metal. Mm -hmm. Um, But in between that, there was just like a a lull because Kurt Cobain, you know, died and and the grunge scene kind of started falling down in the mid 90s because that's something everybody forgets is the grunge scene was a very short scene. Yeah. It was very Ooh. short, but it was so powerful that everybody It, it liked- was
1: powerful because I feel like um I was like a kid I was a kid, sorry. No. It was very powerful, but like I was a kid in the 90s and when I was my like when I was like 10, 11, 12 and I start really getting dipped in rock and roll. Like me and my friends, we were like obsessed with yeah. Nirvana, Pro Jan and Soundgarden, like all of those bands. And, yeah, because they, they lived. They and lived like Kurt, her. Kurt was not even alive anymore, and we were like literally yeah. like that's all we listened to in school. Awesome. Yeah, that's
3: that's that's one thing that that grunge grunge like. That's why I, it's my favorite genre of music It's because it doesn't, it didn't die. Mm-hmm. It didn't die. It's you my didn't...
1: favorite too. Yay. I was actually, <laughs> it's mine I, too? Was, I was, oh. I have like a list of all these tattoos I want to get. And one of the <laughs> tattoos I'm going to get, because I, I was just so stupid because people say like, rock is that, rock is that. But I just wanted to make fun of it. And I was going to write in my arm, grunge is not that. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> nice.
3: funny, just for I
0: tattoo. Let's do it.
1: Uh, i'm gonna do it yeah let's do At a flash tattoo
0: with uh, julia the artist that came on the yes billy set yeah. and uh, next time we do an next event next
1: time we do an event and uh, because we were supposed to have one and it got canceled because of covid I got it that. was going to be a really really dope ass lineup oh. and it was a bummer but i had this idea for our next event we julia that she actually does all my tattoos now she's great and she, we're gonna have her tattooing and we all, while the bands play oh that's sick yeah that's
2: really cool.
3: let's That'd do be that so sick
1: um yeah uh
0: so your dad comes here he, he comes here he d- wants to pursue music and, and did he do it no no really he no. became he what?
3: became a uh, an it consultant he, oh, now, wow. he said okay this isn't working like i'm gonna, I'm, gonna, get, I'm gonna get a job i'm gonna just do it you know i'm just gonna live my life Sorry, but still being
0: passionate about music. He was very passionate, and he transmitted that to you, I guess.
3: Uh, Yeah, and he when when uh, when I was born, he had quit for about like he had quit till I was was like ten or eleven. And he picked up a guitar again, and he's he'd been in cover. He started being in a cover band. Oh, nice! And uh, that I know the name. Of. That one was his first cover band was called Backlash, uh-huh. and they played a bunch of like bars and O.C. Does he
1: still do that? I don't know. He
3: he does occasionally where he's in he, he's in a cover band called Karen's X, uh-huh. and he um uh, they they play every once in a while. They don't play very often.
1: What kind of covers they do?
3: Uh, like '90s rock, like nice. like '90s rock and grunge stuff. Uh, very all they cool. do some like like popier rock too. N.L.C. In OC, yeah.
1: That's, that's, that's cool. how
0: you got exposed to music but in the first But that's how you got exposed to music. To live music, I guess? It, yeah. That's why you wanted to pick a guitar, that, just to be like your dad?
3: I, he, well, actually, when I was young, he was he was trying to get me to learn guitar while he was relearning it. Oh, nice. And I didn't want to. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm, I, I'm playing video games. I like video games. <laughs> that's what I want to do. And he's like, okay, you don't want to learn it. And then um, I got. he showed me Slash. Slash is solo stuff. I'm like, wow, this is actually really cool. I really like this music. And um, he said, "Okay, well, do you want to come to a concert with me?" I'm like, "Okay." Like, and so we went to a slash concert at the Old House of Blues in
0: Anaheim, the oh, one on, nice. at, uh,
3: in downtown Disney. Uh huh. And how
0: old are you at this time?
3: At this, uh, I was like twelve. Uh huh. Maybe uh-huh. eleven, twelve, something That's like cool. that. And I. Um, oh my god, I feel old now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I how, I. how old are you
0: now? Seventeen. Oh fuck. No. You're not. <laughs>
3: all right well fuck right. Yeah. i mean like there's there's wow. that's yeah. great I, i'm the youngest member of of the band um right. but uh yeah i saw slash and the next day i'm like i picked up the guitar he bought me and i started learning i started learning he goes do you want to do this for real and i'm like i want to do this for real
0: that's when you go and to a school of rock
3: that's when he he, he actually put me with a, a teacher first and then he sent me to school rock and in School Rock, I met a bunch of different musicians that I loved, and guys that guys that I still like to this day. I talk to, and we hang out, and we see shows, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, School Rock, I, I I just like I met I met these four guys, and they were like they're great musicians. So I'm like, okay, come on, and we started a band called Bad Habit, mm-hmm. and that was around for like six months. It wasn't very long, and right after that, I, and the reason why it wasn't very long is because I met the old guys for for Slaves, and um, for STH. And, um, I, uh, uh, we started that band and we didn't really, we actually didn't actually, we didn't have a name for our first show. So we're, we're just like thinking of things and the bass player goes, uh, how about Slaves of Humanity? And we're like, uh, we searched it up and there's already a band and we're like, how about Slaves to Humanity?
2: <laughs> and okay, Done, done, <laughs> easy.
3: And it, and it wasn't like this, it wasn't like a giant meaning, there wasn't mm-hmm. anything that like, that like jumped out to us it was just okay that's a name it sounds good that sounds cool it's (laughs) good done and that's we never changed it we never felt the need to change the name after that um and as that year went by we um the the members we kind of had a big falling out and i was left with two shows a week apart Mm. the next month so, well, actually, well, it was probably more a month apart, but the first show was, like, the next week. Mm. Uh, so I had no band. It was just me.
0: Am I going to show up alone on stage? You know, like,
3: with an acoustic? <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. Um, and I had... There was this... Um, um, uh, it was at the house of... The first one was at the House of Blues. And I could not not play that show or else the promoter was just going to be like, oh, fuck you. you and one, one of the
0: shows was, was with Alien and, and The next one was Whiskey
3: A Go-Go with Alien Ant Farm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't want to miss that.
3: And so... Uh, the first thing I did was I called some of my friends and I'm like, okay, I need you guys. And they're like, look, I won't, we won't stay, but we'll play the show with you. Wow. And we played this first house of blue show done. And so I had a month to find permanent band members or semi-permanent band members that knew what they were doing.
0: And that's when technology.
3: And that's when technology came in and <laughs> I went onto to this website called Bandmix. Which is essentially just Tinder for bands. I mean, this, this, I this, used that's a,
0: one for my band too, yeah. but not band mix, Vampir. Vamper, yeah. I guess it's the same.
3: Yeah, you know, one of those one of those companies stole my line. I've been saying Tinder for bands for years since <laughs> since I since I started, and there was a company that actually we saw an advertisement. It was new. It was a newer company, and I was like, yeah, essentially we're Tinder for bands. I'm like, no, you motherfuckers! <laughs> I, I coined that. I coined that phrase. <laughs> um, but um, and so I, I went online. I found Shane, the drummer and Nathan uh, the bass player and we had our first rehearsal with another with another girl that I had found with some girl that I had found who, who played guitar and, and she was a good guitar player but we just we all didn't really click Connect. as musicians like as a band and so and Nathan the my current bass player didn't learn any of his songs it, not one not one and uh, I come to find out later he had only been playing bass for six months. Oh. Um, and his, his, his sister had an accident so she was in the hospital so he was with her the entire week, right? Wow. And, um, um, she's okay now and, uh, but, uh, uh, she had fallen off a horse and, and she, uh, she had an accident and so, he, and so I'm like, okay, uh, the girl, we didn't really click so we'll, we can look for another guitar player and Nathan, we clicked but he didn't know anything but like, We'll give him another chance. His his sister was in the hospital, and the next week he knew everything. Oh, right. <laughs> everything, and I'm like, okay, this is much better. I'm like, that's so much better. Um, and the next week we had uh tried out two guitar players, um, a, a guy uh a guy that we now know as Pierce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he was always known as Pierce, but Pierce Pierce, my guitar player, uh, and another guy who um he wasn't super interested. Uh. He, he, and he, he felt it felt like he would just kind of like wanted to see what it was, yeah. Um, and so we all played a couple songs, and the guy didn't really know his songs, and so we're like, okay, no, no. yeah, we'll, we'll move, peers. we'll move from that. Like it's it's fine, you're a good good guitar player. I hope you succeed, but we'll move from that. Um, and we kept like going through the cycle of okay, more guitar player. we can't find one. Okay, so we're like, fuck it, just us, like just the four of us. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's kick yeah. ass. And then we get a message from Max, my current uh, rhythm guitar player. And he goes, hey, are you guys still looking? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I live out in Riverside, but I'll come out. Uh, And we're like, okay, let's do it in Huntington Beach. Because the school rock of Huntington Beach said, hey, you guys can rehearse there for Mm. for a week. We're like, okay, easy. This was the week before the Whiskey Go Go show. First time we meet Max. Shows up. He knows his songs. He learned the two originals that we had sent him. And we 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 didn't sound the best we've ever sounded, but we sounded good. And so we're like, okay. It
0: was decent this enough. This is gonna to fucking play. yeah,
3: like it's decent enough for us to be like, okay, we can do this. And we kicked ass. That show was fun. That show was fun and um How did you get to open for Ali and M farm so young? We uh, uh uh well the promoter just kinda kept asking, like, Oh, do you wanna do this show and that show? And we're like how about a, like something little more exposure? And they're like, okay, well, we can put you with Alien Ant Farm, but you're gonna be the first band.
0: Well, uh, yeah. Okay,
1: that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I don't care. We'll
0: do it. Yeah. That was, and that, that, that was before the KLOS. Yeah, that was about a year. I was ago actually contest. I was yes. gonna
1: mention that right yeah. now. Go ahead. Um, I heard you guys won a contest at K-L-O-L's. K-L-O-L's. KLOS. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> KLOS, yeah. which is a big like rock station, and yeah. they mostly play classic rock yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah. so
1: can you tell me about how was dad and you guys were had your your song to be number one so people wanted to hear it yeah yeah
0: so, yeah so it's like the concept is like stay or go they yeah. put your song on the air and people decide ah, we yeah, like or, it or, or, stay or not, yeah. we don't like it oh no. dead.
3: yeah so um that was <laughs> that was completely like uh, how close do I need to be to this? Moment? Yeah, like, you're fine. Yeah, okay. That was completely, like, like random. Completely random. We we had just recorded Battleground and... Actually, you want me to bring it closer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we had just recorded Battleground and Riot Addict. You, you can put it a little yeah.
0: back. Sorry.
3: Uh, we had just recorded, like, Battleground and Riot Addict, right? Which are our two singles that are now out. Um, but... um, And we were sitting on them. We, we were sitting on them for a couple months. We were, like, trying to figure out what to do with them. Because... We have never recorded a song before, like, and the recordings that are.
0: So you're saying you won a contest with the first song you ever recorded?
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. And like those songs, those songs were really, really like. We we did those songs with Ryan and Amir, and those are the first songs we did with Ryan and Amir, and those songs are the reason why we. So they're the to producers of the So yeah, they're the producers, okay. and we were writing a bunch of songs and we were still trying to figure out a sound and and we were still kind of a mess when it came to writing songs and and they came in and basically said, you guys need to fucking figure it out because we're going to choose two songs out of your 20 so songs and only those two are going to be recorded. And if they're not good, then we're not doing this again.
0: Wow. For sure.
3: I know like I know right I was like fuck me and like they they were so nice. They were they were They were trying to push you. They were trying to push us and they were they were very like they wanted to see what this could be. Cuz they they saw Pierce who's uh, I was telling you guys before he's a phenomenal guitar player. Well, probably the best guitar player I think I've ever met. Um they saw Pierce and the potential that we had and they saw us and our chemistry together and they they saw the potential and they they loved it. They loved it. And so they were like, okay,
0: we're going to take this risk. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. What, what, what risk are they taking at this point? Because well,
3: at this point, it's just time. It's time and it's time and effort. Um, we, we paid them for what they did. Uh, but uh, I mean, these guys were, these guys are established artists, right? Well, they, I mean, are yeah. they
0: helping you uh, like uh, arranging the songs? They, or are they, they,
3: they started with just like, okay, what do you have?
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: they listen and they're like, okay, what if you guys kind of, did a part like this and they showed us like an example from another song like and put it into this song and we're like okay and so we'd write a part and they'd be like okay now how about we tweak it a little bit and make it sound a little more like you guys and so they're like okay and so we tweak so they're really helping you with the creative process exactly and they're not very like oh this is a part that i wrote play this oh no yeah yeah and it's it which is a lot of producers oh really Uh, it's a lot a lot of producers that we've worked with it's like this is a part that i that, that i wrote play this uh, and yeah. like that's cool if you're a writer but they weren't writers mm-hmm. you know they're producers and that's that's something that there's that, a fine line there's yes. a very fine line and that's something that we I always love and love about Ryan and Amir is that they they know what they're doing they know where their place is when it comes to our music and they know that no matter what if we don't like a part that they suggest then we write another part yeah and if they don't like a part that that we wrote then we right. And another it's part. always
0: good to have a fresh perspective exactly. on your work. Their outside look of someone. Exactly,
3: and this was like the most high quality recording we had ever got. Like we'd ever, like, yeah, we we did demoed some songs, but we'd never put went into a like we would we had never went into a studio. We had never really gone in and and done a proper recording, and how this was done was so on the nose and right like...
0: So now you got the song so and now we uh, have these killer songs and, and you're, um, we you, don't know what to do with them. We don't, we don't want to release them. And you see the, uh, the contest? Well, my dad saw
3: the contest oh. and he goes... And without telling anybody, without telling anybody, he goes, Amir, can I get the recordings for the songs? No.
1: So your dad signed you guys up? My to dad the... signed us wow. up without telling anybody. Nobody knew. That's awesome.
3: And... Uh, the week, the next week, he picks up the phone and he goes, "Who's this?" And the guy goes, "Is this is this Aiden Amini?" And my dad goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and he goes, "This is Johnny Ice. I'm the producer for for the Stay or Go show. We heard your song. We want you on the show." And my dad's like, "Okay, can you call this number?" And he called Johnny. Calls me. He goes, "Hey, who is this?" And I'm like, "This is Aiden." And he goes. I was just speaking with Aiden. And he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, you were probably just speaking with my dad. And he goes, interesting. And, and so he's like, yeah, we want to do this show with you guys on Friday. And you're like, and it's far? Thursday. Wow. <laughs> it's
1: and what was the song called? Just so our Battleground. listeners. Okay. Battleground. The- and,
3: um, and he goes, yeah, I love Battleground. We love Battleground. We want to hear it. We want, we want you on the show. And so we did the show and it was like the scariest thing. i had grown up listening to Heidi, actually Frosty, Heidi and Frank. Well, it was Heidi and Frank, then Frosty and Frank, or something like that, and then it was back to Heidi and Frank, and then Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. Oh, K. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a big cycle of like the same the same names, just like you know, rearranged. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I had grown up, and so I was listening to these guys when I was little. Oh, nice. So I'm like, I don't want to talk to these guys, and I do have to shit my pants doing so because <laughs> so. I don't know what they're gonna th- what they're gonna think about the music, because you know how these things go is usually it's either. They really love the song, and that's why they have the song on StairGo, Go, or they really know it's gonna get attention, and it's gonna be like a like a not great song that, mm. that they can like use to make fun of or whatever, like that, because that's that's how those kinds of shows go, and um, obviously it's not like with, hit or miss, hit, hit or <laughs> miss, and and they know they know they know which one's gonna be stay stay or which one's not, mm. and so we, um, we did the show. And uh, one of the guys from I think flogging Mo- flogging Molly was on the show with them, um, and we it was just all it was all praised for the song and I'm like oh wow like uh, I was very surprised we were all very surprised because we knew like the song was a very great sounding song but obviously with any band you don't know what what people are gonna think of your music oh yeah so um, we were very we were very surprised and they and they're like okay let's call the listeners and all of them said stay. And they're like, holy shit, this is the first time in, like, Stay Ergo Go history where everybody has said stay. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so we thought nothing of it because usually those songs just kind of disappear after Stay or Go. And so we went to NAMM. Me and my guitar player, we went to NAMM um, in Anaheim. The convention. Yeah, yeah, the convention. It's a big music convention where a bunch of, like, uh, instrument companies go in. it's, it's and It's a really big thing, right? And we got invited by, I think that year was... Um, was a pedal company, I think. All uh, right. And um, so we show up, and uh, um, we we're, we're in the parking lot, and we usually listen to like like playlists. Uh, we don't we don't listen to the radio. When I look at Max, I'm like, you know what? Turn on turn on turn on KLOS. I'm curious. And it was like it was like in a movie. It was a movie, like we turn on KLOS, and the first thing we hear from from um, uh, Marcy Weiser is and these are the boys from this morning they're called slaves to humanity and this is their single wow. battleground
1: and we're like
3: what the fuck i think i have a video somewhere on my phone of max and i screaming
2: yeah I like little girls we're like
3: we're like what the fuck holy shit and i look at him I'm like max what the fuck and he's
2: like aiden what the fuck
3: <laughs> it, was the, it was the coolest it was the best experience ever and after that you know obviously we have to release the songs we couldn't we couldn't do anything uh, of course. we had to it's release the, the songs on the radio now.
0: people are there like...
3: are listening to it and if we didn't release the songs then what, are we, what oh, the fuck yeah, else? Yeah. We so we released them immediately the next like the next Tuesday they were out we, we literally went into like Photoshop not even actually we went into PaintNet and, and we we got, got our like our like little Wings logo and we put it on a black background with the name <laughs> and we're like okay done that's the cover Battleground out done
0: and yeah, um, sometimes you don't have time to think about it no you don't and that's great it was crazy congrats
3: and uh, thank you uh, thank you so much um and like the first week we hit like uh almost a hundred thousand streams i'm like
1: what the fuck? wow that's so cool oh, almost, like because because wow. it, was so it was on kls yeah
3: that's wow. amazing and so we, we were very like we were shocked we were like Oh my God! Like this is something big, and we were playing we're, shows. We were
1: like, people still listen to the I know, radio. Right? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're like, holy shit!
3: We're, we were so excited. You As your band from the
0: twentieth century. Yeah, and I was
3: like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. like, well, like, what's up? Like, they don't listen to Spotify. Exactly. And yeah. to exactly, and I
3: was like, what the fuck? And so we we had had two shows planned after that. We had a, we had had a show at a, a venue out in Long Beach called Deep Piazzas, right? And it's like a it was like a bar and a, I think it's a pizza place too, and cool place Um, sounds like it very small very small i think i think the actual stage area is the size of the room like as in
0: say much about the secret location
3: uh, i mean what Uh,
0: (laughs) uh,
3: uh, and like uh, not including the not including the stage like this was just the, the floor in front of it oh wow and um then there was a bar and some seats behind it so it was a very small venue and we announced the shows and we played it and venue venue was like was packed and it wasn't sold out, but it was packed, and we're like, fuck yeah, like that's sick. Like I'm so glad KLOS is like doing something. And we then had another show at this place called Malone's in Which Santa is Ana. Way bigger. Way bigger. It was it's, it was about a, it's about a five hundred hundred person venue or something it's
0: like that. It's called the the stage now?
3: Now it's called stages, yeah. Stages. And when we announced that show, it was about a month, it was about a couple weeks before the stay or go. And we had sold like 30, 40 tickets. So not not very much, but not bad, right? For like a, a couple weeks, at least at, at, our, at our level at the time. For sure. And um, the week before the show, my, I get a text from my dad. He goes, by the way, the venue sold out. What? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. yeah
0: I, I bought all the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he's like, by
3: the way, the venue sold out. And I'm like, what the fuck? The venue sold out. And we get there and there's a line.
0: Wow. And we're like. All because of KMLS. I know, I'm like, there's a
1: lot. How, how does that crowd look like? I'm just curious because I know whoever listens to K-L-O-S usually is an older people. crowd. Okay. It was older people
3: bringing their kids. So. It's like classic rock station. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was definitely a lot of older people, but there was a lot of younger people there too. That's cool. And um, there was a line. And we're like, what the fuck, there's a line. Why is there a line? I'm like, we've never. This is, this is our show. This is our head. We're headlining this show. Why is there a line? So
0: like, I guess this sparked a lot of in, uh, of attention from the industry because you yeah. get a newer band, like s- selling out happened. a venue, getting on the radio, get getting thousands of streamings. Yeah. So labels and stuff yeah. are going to show up. Labels, and ours are going to be like knocking at the door.
3: Labels were 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 were, de- were looking. They were looking. They didn't want to do when anything. What was this, by the way? This was um. 2019 2019 this was fe- uh, oh, fe- oh, let me tell you so pre-pandemic <laughs> let me tell you actually oh, i oh. i got the dates mixed up so it was actually malone's first uh-huh and then DiPiazza's. so we it was february in malone's and march in DiPiazza's. um so we uh 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 and mind you the date for DiPiazza piazza was march 15th
1: oh so how uh, old are you 15. you were like 15 uh,
3: 14 no i was i was Probably fourteen, but la- la- wow. March March fifteenth, oh very very important day. It was uh, so we we did do Malones and we were fucking excited. We oversold the venue. We the venue hold is has a five hundred person capacity. We sold six hundred tickets. We oversold the venue. We were so fucking ecstatic. We were happy. Bad. Each ticket was like twenty bucks. So we're thinking, how the fuck? Like how the fuck? And we. We're ready for the next show at D. Piazza's. We're ready to pack the place. And we, the, uh, at the time it was, uh, they, they had nicknamed it like, uh, I forget what they called the virus before, but um, they nicknamed it something. And, and we're like, oh, well, that's that's outside of the country. There's no way that's going to come to us. So March 15th was the day that they put the, um, the uh, uh, quarantine mandate on. So we show up at the piazzas and because okay, we showed up early, and all of a sudden there's a news report and it's like
0: that's the same day.
3: Yeah, same day, same day. There's a news report. Okay, bars are only allowed to have a capacity of 50 people. Of ha- bars are only allowed to have 50 percent of the mm. capacity. Now. And we're like, okay, that's fine. It's a small place, 50 percent of the. Cap- but it's class. something. At least I can still play. Exactly, exactly. And then it was like, And then, and it then was your uh, last two hours role. later, two hours later, it's it's bars can only have 10 percent capacity now. Mm. and we get on stage there's nobody there because COVID
2: Mm
3: -hmm. wow and the next day everything was shut down all of our shows all of our planned shows were gone
1: did you guys too play we we played to your your parents
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah literally it was to our parents and friends like that was it that was it Uh, we played and um, after that we were shut down everything was shut down
0: what happened meanwhile did you write songs So
3: we wrote songs we wrote a lot of music um We had not practiced together for a couple months. The first few months, of course, we didn't see each other. We were all very like we were. Everybody, yeah, even even like like when we did start practicing, it was masks and six feet apart. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, okay.
0: And I I read somewhere that you tried to rehearse through computers and stuff. Yeah, and it didn't didn't really work. work. Yeah, like
3: we tried to use um use uh I forget the band labs, Mm -hmm. which is like this this like. Online website where you you can like record songs with other artists, like kind of like Google Drive, but with like Google Docs with songs, right? Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out for us. Like we couldn't. We like we need the interaction. None of us had the, exactly not just that, but none of us had the equipment. And we had phones, uh-huh. so it was like we didn't have. I didn't have a recording mic. Nobody had a recording mic. We were, we were fucked. Um, and I think one thing that happened then was we also we also didn't know how to use social media.
1: Mm-hmm. so
3: and now we're we're like on it we're like fuck this like i mean you have
1: to be that exactly. you don't have a choice anymore
3: exactly and i and so now we're on it and we're doing social media but but before we had no clue how so for a good year we were just like we were we we're gone like we were wiped out and in the middle of that year we just said fuck it let's release behind my back because we had gone into the studio with ryan and amir a second time um not during covid but pre-covid mm-hmm. um and recorded Behind My Back in another song. Uh, that, and then another song. Uh, and uh, 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 we're like, fuck it. Let's just release something. Are uh, they we, still playing you on PLS at this time? Yeah, at this point, they're still playing Battleground. It's less frequent, but they're still playing Battleground. They
1: still play? They, well,
3: now now they play... Well, here. Let me, let me get, get into... Because then we released Behind My Back. And Behind My Back... Battleground was like here, and Behind My Back just went... Whoosh, because... They, um, Kayla West needed something to keep their listeners going. Mm-hmm, of course. Because why fresh. listen to the radio in your house? You're not in your car. You're not driving mm-hmm. not very often. Why yeah. listen to the radio in your house? Yeah. So we we sent them behind my back and we said, we're releasing this. And they're like, okay, you're releasing this? Sick. And we're like, okay. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like,
0: they're like, it's so, It's so fun that a young band like you guys are Actually, your strategy and the trajectory is, is really like a 20th century band. You're working with a radio station yeah, to yeah, play like, your song. And, and I, fucking, I, think I fucking love that. I love that, too. Yeah. If we could be on, on an FM show, that would be great with Hanging Out Sunset, right?
1: I would love that. Uh, you should. I would yeah. love yeah. that. I love Hanging Out Sunset to be a show. I, 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 it's really funny how life works because before moving to LA when I was like 17 I started college I think
0: two years ago then
1: two years ago yeah um and I went to school like for radio and tv in broadcasting and then when I got invited to host the show I probably already said that but I'll say it again I was just like like so happy and amazed and i was like wait a second because i had like such a big journey in la and i got to have like great work experiences in, in many different ways but then i was like wait a second that's what i always wanted to do in my whole life and i didn't realize how it just like everything that you want it ended up coming to you the doorbell oh, so rings. Go, oh, let me go open the door. You
0: can, go, you guys
1: keep talking. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we can keep talking, but yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah, why it was, it w- when I saw the KLOL thing. I was like, oh, that's badass. Yeah, it was,
3: it was so cool for us, and like, over time, the, the, again, it, and I, I completely blame, blame our lack of social media, because. Mm-hmm. If not, then we would. Which we, is
1: which is which is great. Uh, social media—it's good and bad in so many yeah. ways. I, I wish I didn't have to be on social yeah. media, but, but you we cannot. It's it's the world. We now. are like fucking slaves yep, of social media, media now. To society, you know. And, and it's one hundred percent. And also, like what I was telling Vincent the other day, what I realized because I—I'm honest and I—I don't—I don't like reels. No, I, I hate reels. I, they have, are. They are a waste of time. I, I only watch reels from my friends. Yeah, yeah. And people or bands are like, you know, yeah. that I know. Or I, you do, like. I yeah. don't spend hours watching videos of people that I don't even know. Yeah. I think it's stupid it, and it's a waste of time. It's a pain. And it's I was telling you about that, the reels. That's what We had uh-huh. this conversation uh, yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't watch reels if it's not my friends well, or my friends' but bands. a lot of people do. But that's what I'm saying. It's such a yeah, waste of time. Exactly. It's but, stupid, like yeah. to watch videos from people that I don't even know. But that's my personal opinion. Obviously, yeah. that's how I live my life. But also, what I was noticing, this is what's. Bec- that's what I, I had this thing in my head. This is what's happening. Everybody knows that Instagram is pushing for reels. Yeah. So people yeah, because of TikTok. Yes. So people, this is what's happening get it i'm actually tired of what i see on instagram yeah because it's always the same shit because bands and people are desperate so they're just releasing reels yeah. reels and reels and sometimes it's like stupid reels with p- just pictures just because they want to hit the the algorithm yeah yeah i can algorithm. never say this word
0: algorithm. no you're right you're right no yeah
3: you're right so
1: it's and so all the bands are an A artist constant yeah. flow. they're desperate and this the desperation you can see that it, and, and it's it ruins bad. It. It so ruins I it. feel like and everything sounds the same. Like even I was telling him, oh my god, when they do those videos with the over voice on it, that fucking annoying voice. <laughs> I literally want to shoot yeah. myself when I hear that.
3: Now one thing though, and this goes back to that conversation we were having at the beginning, which was commercialization, is it's it's just it's just like with the music. It's impossible not to be doing that. But see,
1: you guys did something different and yeah. I feel like that's what's going to start happen. Like yeah. bands that can break through uh, that's not through Instagram or TikTok. Somehow you're going to find a way how to like you said bring something new or put yourself out there in a different yeah. way because everybody else is doing the same exactly.
0: thing. Exactly. And how can you be an artist if you're trying to be an influencer?
1: Well, that's that's one thing that
3: I, I that we're actually that
0: we we, we actually because because the platforms are made to become influencers exactly and but I think that's what killed rock I, and roll. I
1: hate the word influencer by the way yeah because when you are under influence of anything usually you're, being you're under drugs <laughs> drugs is that, it's true it's like it's a terrible like it, we have people that go to college and get masters and phd and write millions of books instead of people now be reading books they're fucking calling someone that is probably a lot of them not i know it doesn't work for everybody but a lot of their influencers they're very rich so they were bored and they are like posting those videos like it's so dumb. I'm Selling sorry. your well,
0: farts well, on uh, Instagram.
1: Uh, see,
3: see, one thing though is, is <laughs> one thing though is that and that like for us, right? We're 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 trying to to find a way uh, uh, to be in the middle, where it's we, you, we can be yeah. we can be. You still
1: like, need to be part of it. I, yeah, I, not I just not that. just
3: that, but we we want to we build our we want to build our popular our popularity, and then okay. kick ass with the music. So how we do that is actually through TikTok. We uh, so you guys are on TikTok. We are we are on TikTok and we 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 work we work very like we we've taken a break recently just because it's 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 a lot it's a lot of yeah wo- it's I, a lot I know work what than, kind of
1: content were you guys posting it? We were
3: at the at the beginning we were we started with with like. Skits about music, right? Like we did one. Uh, my favorite one is we <laughs> we did one where, where we were like advertising a product called the Mosh Jacket. And basically, what we did was we wrapped me in bubble wrap, and we, <laughs> they pushed me, and they they're like they're like, yeah, this is our new product, the Mosh Jacket. And and then it's really funny. It's like Mark like a com- com- yeah, comedy. Yeah, like like we did we did that a lot of comedy involving music, and it was really funny. Actually, we did a scene where where he's like, also we have the patent pending cock block, and he goes bah Right, out of, and he missed every single time. <laughs> every time he missed, and so he actually hit me. And it, it was the funniest thing. But, um, but uh, that's that was the kind of stuff we did. So yeah, how and much
0: do you have to work on this? You know, it's it's, so, it's,
3: such it's a it's a lot of time consuming. It's such a it's not just like time consuming, but it's such a difficult like it's actually very hard. It's very hard. I because, can't imagine <laughs> because you, you have to you have to first of all like you have to figure out what kind of content you want to be posting, and then you have to. Look, and that's where a lot of influencers get it wrong. Is They say, oh, you know what content is easy to post that I can be famous for I can do a vlog and then that's where we get like people like David Dobrik where he's He's this mega influencer that everybody knows but like who the fuck's David
1: Dobrik. That's when you know, you're old I have no (laughs) idea what (laughs) you're talking about
3: (laughs) Exactly exactly. That's what I'm saying and and like David Dobrik, yeah, he started like vlogs. He started. He was the first one of the first uh, guys to come in from Vine and do vlogs. Mm. But now it's like everybody does vlogs. So oh. why do vlogs when? when you can and but that's that, what I was saying yeah, like exactly. everyone's
1: doing the same thing exactly. it, and it's li- I listen under my eyes it's getting tired I don't have patience to watch yeah. any people's like videos lately yeah. exactly and,
0: and at the same time the, the bands that, or artists that are breaking through are showing a lot of singularity
1: there are always exceptions like I know I'm not like trying to yeah, talk yeah. shit about no, people there's always like the very creative I have friends that are influencers and yeah. they are very good and creative and I support what I do but like i said most of the stuff out there is not good and what i see the most is desperation i have to mention that i'm sorry i was telling him i so vincent um the, for me it was the most absurd and desperate thing i ever seen on instagram this artist i'm not gonna mention names of course that happen to know through mutual friends and i happen to follow this person mm-hmm. she was giving away money. She did like a, one of those giveaways, but money. If you go and pre-save her song, that's I dying. thought it was the most absurd thing i pretty seen. That's pretty desperate.
3: That's pretty de- but like, but again, that's that's where we have to like, cause that for me, like, we I'm I'm young, so I I I see like, okay, well this this unfortunately, cause I've never been a big fan of social media. I I. I like to like, like I watch YouTube videos and and stuff like that. But even then I was never like, I never wanted to post on Instagram. I never wanted to do TikTok, but I saw like, I saw an opportunity and how we took it was fuck everything else. Let's say we make a million followers on, on TikTok and then we release a song. The million followers on TikTok are going to go listen to our song and then
0: do you have a million
2: followers we
3: have 30, <laughs> we have 34,000 followers
0: right yeah, that's now. not bad
3: that's not bad not bad um and and so that's that's where we think about it is is it's less like like yeah unfortunately right now and as much as we don't want it to be a, a, a part of
0: labels every industry, are looking at the numbers. labels are
3: looking at influencers I mean look at look at like Fearless Records. I love the guys from Fearless Records. I met I, I, I we we're, we're talking um, I met I know Andy Serrero and he's he's the head of Fearless and he's he's a really he's a really sweet guy. But they they they, they signed on an influencer uh, called Scotty Sire, right? He's got good music. But he
0: he's, he's an, influencer. an influencer first. He's
3: an influencer first. He has and an so audience. He has an audience. But he's one thing one thing that works out for Scotty and that's why like like Fearless is Fearless is, you know, sticks by him is, is Scotty. He, he, um, he has this giant audience, this massive, massive mm-hmm. audience that come and see him and come and see his shows. And, and
0: it, it works. He's a media. It works. He, he's a media in itself. Exactly. And it, but it works but so well. You know well. what pieces me off is when you tell your story and you're, you're telling us you got on the radio and you got thousands of streams and you got to sell out a venue well, it shows that we can still do this. Yeah. Be in a fucking radio, play rock songs, play good songs. Don't, you know, we we always talked about K-Rock. Yeah. How they slowly became K-pop. Or <laughs> 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 Definitely. Or, or, yeah. And, and you know, it's annoying because... They
3: don't even call
0: themselves K-Rock anymore. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. You, K-R-O-Q. K-R-O-Q, yeah. You want to erase the rock part of it. It's sad because, you know, when I arrived in L.A. 10 years ago, I had all this imagery in my head.
1: Oh, when I moved to L.A., I still caught a little bit of the cool K-rock. I went to some of the festivals and stuff.
0: And Rodney Bingenheimer, the legendary DJ that was still there. Now he's on Sirius XM. Yeah, he's the, the one responsible for Good playing. For him. He yeah, <laughs> he played Blondie first. Yeah, on K Rock, he played the Runaways first. He played lots of bands Even in L.A. Even
3: like, like the, and, the Dirty and, Heads, right? Yeah, look at the Dirty Heads. They K Rock, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that was that that's one thing. And what sucks is that nowadays it it doesn't it doesn't happen as often. And when things like it like that do do happen, it's very like. It's very hit or miss. Like for for us, we, we we got on the radio and that was the coolest thing ever. And not a single other radio station picked us up for two years. I mean, we're just now getting hit hit, hit with radio, hit with a radio wave in, in, in Europe. Um, we've got a bunch of stations in France and Belgium. And, oh, nice. And uh, England actually um, playing us. And that's, it's really cool. It's really cool. But where was that when when West was playing us? Well, it didn't happen because people were, they were... They were afraid to touch this new thing. Mm. That's the issue now: is that everybody's afraid to touch the new thing. I mean, well, I'll,
0: actually, there's so much competition too. That's that, and
3: it doesn't help. It doesn't yeah. help. And and what happened? What happens is like like back in the '90s, everybody was like ready to jump on something because anything could be the new thing. Mm. And now everybody's like, well, you know, like that's working, so let's just let it mm. work. Like that's the issue with modern music: is that the people step back and go, "That's working. Just mm. keep doing that." But honestly, people, kids don't want to listen to them to that music anymore. I mean look uh, for for us, the biggest example is whenever I show someone my age who has never heard a single rock song in their life <laughs> one of my songs, always add it on their playlist. Always. Always shows. Yeah, so so, chose, so you... it shows kids want this music. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's music- a,
1: that's a that's good to hear that. It makes me happy to even hear like
3: that. like like again, I go back to Swaco, right? Who, who, by the way, is is this this giant influencer? But he's a musician first. That's that's something that that people forget to balance. But
0: really, do you have to be an influencer? No. Also, now to be a musician, you know no. that's a requirement that you gotta become an influencer first, and then you can be a musician. <laughs> well, you know that's yes, the problem. Yes here.
3: and no. It's like it's it's such a weird line. It's so weird because you you don't like you you become an influencer for the fans and then you you show the fans your music and your music so
0: is you you become a media outlet and exactly then and
3: then and then and then well, it's a
0: fucked up it's thing. it's
3: pretty fucked up but it's like it's like that's it's the world but now
0: back to you guys now because i like the fact that you <laughs> you 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 went on the radio and you, you won that contest in Bring you a lot of attention. I like the fact that you're playing with other bands yeah. in LA that are talented like Saint Electric and you guys are trying then to you build guys. a <laughs> community. We're going to play with you very soon, March 31st Yard of Blondes Slave to Humanity, Saint Electric and uh, Velvet, uh, Starling. Velvet Starlings yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this build Seems because it's very exciting true. we're going to be the dinosaurs here <laughs> but I like that, like good. playing with uh, all these new bands that I look up to I, I've uh, before we interviewed you and before you invited us on that bill I heard about your band a couple of times in oh, the yeah? last months so oh, you awesome. were on on our radar already that's awesome I'm like oh fuck they're inviting us up. Brianna reached out to, hey do yeah. you want to play we're playing with uh, Safety Humanity at the Peppermint and I love the venue never yeah. played there so I was like fuck
2: yeah let's fuck do that fuck yeah you that. might as
3: well right yeah cause uh, how it happened was I was like I was like I texted Brianna and I'm like hey like we have this show do you guys want to come on and they're like of course and then we're like do you know any other bands? And or I'm like, and I'm like, do you have like any bands that 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 has a following? And I'm like, and she's immediately first thing she goes, Yard of Blondes. Oh, cool. Like, oh, that's so sweet. I love Brianna. She's so sweet. She's so cool. Um, but uh, all those, all all the Saint Electric guys are sweet. They're awesome. I, I love I love Saint Electric. Um, and I, that was it. That was like Yard of Blondes. And then I'm like, how about how about another band? And they're like Velvet Starlings. And I'm like, done. I'll text Velvet Starlings. You text M-
0: Yard of Blondes. And then that was it. And that
3: was it. Perfect.
1: Nice. I'm actually looking forward to this show as well. It's gonna mm-hmm. be so much fun. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah.
0: So, well, how do you you wanna build this community with bands like that? What are do you have plans? Do you wanna collaborate in some so way? Do you what? What's we have
3: we have plans. Um, we have our our what what we're doing, which um, I was telling you guys about it before, earlier. We're and I was just talking about it now. We're we're building our following using social media. Uh, obviously, still using our music because we we we're. we're I agree with you. We need to be musicians first, and it sucks that we have to be influencers to to make it work. But for us, we just want to make it work. We want to make our music work, not like this pop, like this this pop emo shit that that's that's coming out. We want to make our music work, and how we think we can do that is is influencing, and we actually. Um, Started working on on putting some stuff together for our YouTube channel that involves other bands that involves kind of and we're we're just writing it out right now before we talk to other bands, uh, we want to write it out mm-hmm. and figure figure this, these kinds of things out. But um, we, we're we're talking about doing doing YouTube, and having having like bands come on come and help us do videos or or like because like one of our ideas i i can say because it's it's been a um, thing that we've been talking about for a couple weeks and i think we're ready we're getting ready to do it in april i think we're gonna start shooting um i think that's what we were planning um one of our ideas was we wanted to do a songwriting challenge a week songwriting challenge so basically like we would essentially like start it out with like hey like we have, you know, we wanted to start the first one with just the five members. And then I want to branch out to more bands. Cause that would be cool to That's like, cool. it's not like a competition. It's a challenge. So it's like,
0: get right, together, write a song. Everybody,
3: everybody. Okay. You, the challenge is you have to pick one member from each band and we'll have like three leaders, right? Like three, like the, the three lead singers. All right. Right. One member from each band and you guys need to write a song. Um We'll have the audience decide which one, which song they like the best.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that because it's and creative.
3: It's creative. It doesn't it doesn't go. Oh, I'm vlogging my my trip to LA, so that I can. It doesn't do that kind of <laughs> shit, you know. Like,
2: and I don't want to do that. I don't
3: want to do that. Like, if we do if we do anything of that sort, it's gonna be at shows. It's gonna be like, what's up, guys? We're with Yard of Blondes right now. Fucking, we're about to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Do shit like that. And like, like we. Uh, uh, Nathan, Nathan and I, I we 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 wrote we grew up kind of um, liking liking to do like skits and films. Uh-huh. Um, Nathan more than me, but um, my bass player, uh, and he, because um, he he had this like like little YouTube channel that he did with his with his cousins, where basically he'd do like these stupid like slapstick com- comedy kind of st- skits, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just for fun, and we want to incorporate that in into like kind of like my thing with other bands and and. So then in, instead of building like instead of building just a music community we build a community of people who seem fun and seem like like the fans can connect with 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 us you know and that's like one that. one thing that, that that I love about social media is that if you do it right the fan- the fans connect with you so well and they feel like they know you mm-hmm. you know and that's what I want with with us and with bands and yeah. and I think that's that's the way
0: to build a community I think one of the you know most important things about building a community because we've been doing this podcast for that reason exactly yeah. same reason and what i realize now a year and a half later or so is uh the people i meet we become friends you know yeah. and, and that's the first thing that's important and then exactly you connect on a like uh you know human level level and then you you use you, you can then collaborate on yeah. other stuff and that's why we 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 started um, doing events with the with the podcast. Like we yeah, did the yeah. first show at the Resident last year. We were supposed to do this other stuff, but I got COVID <laughs> and I got to postpone it. But actually, we got canceled because the venue, ca- you know, yeah. d- doesn't exist anymore. Oh. <laughs> they, they closed. So, uh, but anyway, that's part of the whole thing. Like. It's do things together, not just music. And that's why in our community we want all kinds of people. Exactly. Photographer, anybody creative that can bring something to the table yeah. and help this scene emerge. You know? Yeah, because
3: there's there's look, there's nothing we can do if all of us don't work together. Mm-mm. The reason why 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 I think there's so many just pop sellouts is because nobody comes to comes together and
0: says, let's do this together. Yes. It's always like, and you know what I think? I think if if two, three, four, five bands come together and show that something's happening around them, yeah. it's going to be really easy, exactly, to show to the rest of the world. Look, here in LA, what's happening? Yeah, there's a new scene. This this band is amazing. This other band, they're great. And that you know, exactly, and they, all the band can relate somehow. And I think you got a great thing with that label, Sunset Grunge. Thank you. I want to. Finish the conversation with that because I think that you're uh, um, bringing together two very important things: power and and melody.
3: Yeah. Right. And the
0: music. And if you can have this, the entertainment level that the Sunset Strip music had in the '80s, and being deep as the '90s grunge was, yet powerful, well, you can make maybe make a revival here on the scene that we're being desperately looking for. <laughs> you no, know, and not not just
3: a revile, but, uh, revival but revival but
0: revival of a scene, not yeah, yeah, yeah not of the music. Oh
3: okay, yeah, yeah. But even then not just a revival but but a I I want to take the bands and show up and I want them to not just look at us as oh a bunch of bands that play together and that hang out and all that. I want them to look at us as 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 a almost like a company. Like Ooh. These guys, fucking, they got their shit together. Everybody is smart with what they're doing. Everybody's a, got a process. Corporate rock? Uh, well, <laughs> no, not corporate. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a company. But it would. I want people to look at us like, like, look at the scene and not look at a bunch of a bunch of teenagers fucking doing drugs and hanging out and mm. shit like that. I want them to look at us and see a bunch of really amazing people, really talented musicians, who
0: get there who know their shit you know what i loved about the seattle scene yeah. is you had very melodic bands and very obscure bands yeah. and all playing together and it helps everybody it's beautiful N- nirvana be becoming what they became Soundgarden. but you also had green river and tad and we talked about that with uh, kevin martin from candlebox when yeah. he-, he was right here on this couch and i think we can achieve that <laughs> <laughs> we can achieve that in I la think so too and uh yeah. and um yeah, we can have very m- melodic Yeah, bands. Re-
1: I enjoy this conversation a lot, guys. Yeah, yeah this, was, this was a good conversation. conversation.
0: And it's uh, what, whatever, you know, that's why we have started this podcast. You know, that's why we call it Hanging on Sunset. You know what? Because first, she lives on Sunset. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it made sense. That's sick. And, and also because the Sunset Strip. To sunset me... Strip. Is kind of dead right now, but so much imagery, so much. So much, like,
1: there's leverage. so much history, like, so much it? History. and I'm sure it deserves a new chapter, a too. A new
0: incarnation.
1: We don't want, like, even though they're fucking destroying the street with all those stupid, nice buildings. Condos. <laughs> Ugly. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we, we want to keep, oh, we want to, really? ke- less. yeah, they're going to build a massive thing on top of viper room. Well, at least it's on top. Is well, gonna stay? no i don't think so
0: it's a condo slash hotel slash that was actually that was
1: actually super windy the other night i think f- i think thursday night and yeah. the wind blew one of the letters from the marquee and it broke in half when it fell on the ground not half oh, but like bottom of the k ha- it's a k and then i i'm actually my boyfriend got it and then i was like It's mine I was like I'm keeping that This is is iconic I have a fucking letter From the Viper my my Because it's gonna be gone soon Oh that's cool That place is gonna be haunted Yeah (laughs) Oh 100% The Viper is already haunted You guys (laughs) And you Let's talk to the spirits Please haunt Whoever is gonna leave In that fucking stupid building (laughs) River Phoenix Please (laughs) Please do Do your thing
0: they claim they're going to keep a venue there and with memo- um, memorabilia and stuff, but maybe it's just too... I think it's just going to be a tourist spot. Peace, people... Yeah, that's the But I think... We,
1: they m- said they're going to have a music studio there too, whatever. Uh, well, that would be cool. if they We'll, do, we'll, see. If we'll they, see. If they
3: deliver on their promises, I think it would yes. be a very cool place. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because the I think- plans
0: look lame. <laughs> we'll
2: see. We'll see what Another happens.
1: Condo.
0: But my, happens. My, my goal, my dream, is to one day... Look, look back and see. Oh, we built something here on that very same yeah. spot that made us dream when we were kids. Yeah, which yeah. for you was uh, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
3: about uh, twenty <laughs> minutes ago when I was. Kid. Uh, Aiden,
1: thank you so much mm. for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love to come back. It was so conversation. much fun. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Well, we can't wait for the show. It's I'm sure we're gonna post about it a lot, especially because yeah. Vincent's band, the Yara Blondes, it's gonna play with the Slaves of Humanity March 31st. And uh, we self-promotion this, is, this after all this is a music show too so yes. we always end the show with a song and we want the world we want our listeners la whoever's listening uh to get to know your music and your yeah. band so what song we should play for them
3: uh i would say you should play our, our newest single the start but i will I also say we did a bit of an announcement and it, it was a little early but it's it's good. We're releasing another song um, in April, April fourteenth. It's called "Shake My Faith," and it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a killer song. I'm so excited for you guys to see it. And uh, if you guys want to hear a little sneak peek, we did post a video on our on our Instagram. Nice, About nice. It with a, with a, it, We posted actually was a skip video. It was really it was really cool. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, I think we should end with the start because well, that's sounds great.
0: And uh, we're going to release the episode very soon before the show so we can promote the show yeah. at the same time. And we Makes hope to sense. see
1: you guys there. Yeah, uh, everybody be there. Come say hello. Please.
0: Yes, Please. let's pack the nice.
1: <laughs> I promise we we're won't, not going we to bite. Buy it.
0: <laughs> Fernanda's going to be here. She's going to be in the mosh pit with um, like, uh, the
3: like mm. jacket.
1: With the mosh jacket. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see about that. We'll get you,
3: we'll get you one of the early prototypes of the Moss jacket. It's
1: okay. I've been in—I've been in a pit my whole life without any protection. I'll be okay. That's
0: fine. All right, let's listen to this start right now.